Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon, Jared Brandon. <laughs> it's like Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, It'll never be normal ever again. It's always yeah. going to be laughed at. It's good. That's hey, everybody. Okay. It's me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs. Uh, we are thrilled Ooh. to death that you are listening to our show, That's this right. little podcast of ours that uh, we are just about, almost, we're very, we're, we're encroaching on... Um, Six years. Six years. Yeah. How many episodes? I think it's April thirteenth. Is the uh, it was the was the first uh, wow. post. Yeah. Man. Holy moly! So we just Time did two hundred and sixty. We just hit two hundred sixty of those. So this will be two sixty one. Nice. So and, and what uh, a better uh, well, way to celebrate two hundred sixty one. Exactly. Our guest <laughs> on the show tonight uh, helped us get to some of those. Um, sporadically and um, uh, against his will. Uh, guess who are you? Mike Trombley, Native Audio. Mikey Trombley. Uh, we, yes, we still call yes. him Mikey. I don't know if he loves that or hates it, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> Too bad. I enjoy it. Yeah. It's stuck. Yeah, it did. <laughs> so uh, for those of you who have backtracked to previous episodes, you would have heard Mike talking about um, native audio. Well, actually, probably not so much native audio until uh, more recently, which we will get into. But Mike, what was it previously? What was your co- pedal your pedal company previously called? Uh, it was Red House Electronics. Red House Electronics. So if you have yeah. a Red House Electronics pedal, it's worth something. Millions of dollars. Maybe I have mine. Yes, maybe in Japan. <laughs> and uh, Red House stickers. Yep. Anyway, so we're really excited to have him back on. It's been a little while because he's been a really, really busy fella and uh, advancing his life yes. and doing doing big grown-up type things and stuff. That's I right. mean, he is an adult, so I, I don't mean to paint him out as a 15-year-old kid or anything. Um, <laughs> well, I was 15 when I came on the show originally. <laughs> yeah, it sounds about right. Very close. Not, not too far off from that. Uh, he's going to be no. old, yeah. 21 now, right? Yeah, 21. Guys. No, 22. Sorry. You can vote yeah. next year. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, <laughs> Twice if you're in Texas. Big yeah. <laughs> so anyways, we're going to have a great time catching up with Mike. And um, yes. in the meantime, Mike, where can people go to check out what you're doing? Yeah, just head to nativeaudio.com and uh, you can find out everything that's going on, all things native audio over there. Excellent. Sure. Nice. Beautiful. Uh, we need to th- before so wait hang on stop tony yes if anybody has just stumbled upon our show for the very first time okay what can one expect one can expect to discuss a uh, gear okay specifically boutique gear mm-hmm. even more specifically we talk to the makers and the shakers in the boutique gear world yep that's things one like- one and well, yeah, I was going to get to that, but thanks, thanks for reminding me, Jared. I appreciate that. I mean, I was on a roll. I was on a roll. Don't, and then don't I, let Jared anywhere near guns. <laughs> I have a couple. What is this thing? Do you? Oh, it's in the military, you ass. <laughs> yeah. 
we right. have been there, just FYI. Well, anyhow, we like to talk to people who make guitars and amps and pedals and accessories and all the good stuff. And as Jared so kindly pointed out, we occasionally do a 101 episode where we learn stuff about stuff that we should know. That's correct. And we have a fantastic one coming up I can, very shortly. I can hardly wait. Really, really, really excited. You guys are going to love this. Domo arigato. Yes. Uh, and uh, so anyways, that's what you can expect from the show. And if you are care to venture backwards in our library, don't go all the way back. I, it's just maybe the, skip the first five, you, you know, unless you want a really good laugh and don't judge us too hard for it. <laughs> Everybody has to start somewhere. And that's where that's where we, we started in those because that's hmm. the beginning. I know I'm painting myself into a corner here. It's fine. All right. So we're going to get on with this. Do we have a, a something, somebody to thank? Yeah, we do need to thank a couple people. We need to thank Road. Road. Right on. Thank you, Road, for providing some mighty fine gear for us. We are uh, eternally grateful for the our, for our friends down there in Australia making super super duper quality gear. Much thanks. Yes. Um, not a whole lot of other announcements. No. However, I guess I did want to just. I don't know, it's not an announcement per se, but I'm just really excited because there's a lot of shows and stuff coming up. We're finally, I feel, I feel like we're out of the woods, knock on wood, with, you know, all of the stuff. Everybody's just like, you know what, we're, whatever happens, happens. We're, we're, just, we're all out now. So all the concerts are like coming out and everything. Mm, yes. And our friend Mike, his favorite guitar player, Tony, do you know who this is? Tony Dudzik? Close. Okay. John Frusciante. Oh. Yes. Yes. And yeah, so, yeah. like, and for a very good reason. And it's always fun, like, if we're at the, if we're at the guitar show, like, basically, Mike just stands there and plays his pedals. <laughs> just, I just, just play just all plays John That's it. That's all he does. Yep. 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 And it's great because I, I, I love somebody who's just got that much passion about. Whatever it is, if you got a passion and you fly, and you fly your flag, good on you. Yeah, uh, but they are coming out. They got twenty two. They're going all over the place. Who's they? Except yep. here. Who's they? Red Hot Chili Peppers, man. Well, could Dude, you say I, that? Well, we were talking I, about the Red Hot Chili Peppers, so I wouldn't. No, assume. you were talking so about Frusciante. Who's in the Red Hot Chili Peppers? You, now he is. Ugh. He's back. Been back. <laughs> Old yes. news. <laughs> uh, pick yeah, up the they're almanac. They're not stopping in Cincy or Columbus. No, which is crazy. It's like it's it's insane. I'm having to go to Nashville. Oh wow! To, uh, go oh, check them out. You got your arm twisted, huh? I, I know. Yeah. I know a place you can stay. That's correct. Yeah, I, I do. In the uh, what was he calling it? The second bedroom or something? What yeah. was it called? <laughs> the second. The dungeon uh, of doom. The, the bonus. Yeah. Room. The bonus room. <laughs> we have two other guest rooms. You can use one of those. Yeah. Uh, the bonus room. Not the bonus room, though. No. That's off limits. That is off limits. Uh, so anyways, yeah, I'm just, I, I was excited when I heard that because I, cool. I immediately thought of Mike and I was like, oh, oh man, he's going to uh, love life. I am highly thrilled. I've burned through so much Red Hot Chili Peppers like material on YouTube yeah, in sure. the last couple weeks. Yeah. That's I'm cool. Sure I yeah. just got tickets to. I'm I'm very very excited because my my kids. <clears throat> I don't want to say well I, I growed them up right you know, or anything like that. <laughs> you done growed them up right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but I mean I, I'm gonna take a little bit of credit here. 
one of the okay. my uh, middle daughter's favorite band is Psychedelic Furs. Oh, okay. And I, I'm a huge fan of Psychedelic Furs, Echo and the Bunnymen, like Adamant, like I. That's I love all of that stuff, and it just so happens. Oh, and one of my biggest guitar influences was Billy Zoom from mm -hmm. X, and it just yeah. so happened that X and Psychedelic Furs are coming to our state for three shows three shows what? I, i'm definitely going to two of them yeah I, I don't know if i'm do. gonna be able to swing all I three i think they're playing pittstown too right nope well no. i don't know pittsburgh yeah possibly but the, i was just like wait what <laughs> i was shocked i almost didn't even look because i was like i'm just gonna be disappointed because i've been waiting for them to come here for the longest time and uh and then i was like one two three what so I'm taking my whole family and we're going to see the first one. Mm -hmm. And uh and then I'm going up with bandmates and uh band friends uh to uh to the one up in Cleveland, I think. So nice. Yeah, I'm very, very excited. And then later on I get to go see the damned and Blondie oh, play together. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. It just keeps getting better. Can I share oh a, a, a chili pepper story? Please. So um, this is at a NAM show out in LA or, <clears throat> or Anaheim, wherever it is. And, um, my wife was with me, Jen, and she always has this habit and whether if we go to New York or anywhere else like this, she always, she has a knack for citing celebrities. I mean, mm -hmm. constantly. And, and I, by the time I turn my big head around, they're gone. <laughs> so, so we are, if this is after the, uh, the show had closed, uh, for the day and we're just walking around downtown Disney, um, out, out you know, in, uh, in Disneyland. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, um, all of a sudden Jen says, there's the chili peppers. Really loud. Really loud. Which is it's, Tony! it's uncharacteristic. Tony! <laughs> and she, now this was the only one of the only times that I actually turned my big old head f around fast enough to yeah. see uh, the Chili Peppers being escorted through this crowd of downtown Disney. Whoa. They're going to I think there was the Hard Rock or something down at the end that they were playing a a show, uh, okay. and it, it was just hilarious. And you know, just it yeah. was there. And, what? What year was that? Oh my God, that would have been probably early two thousands, maybe. That's gonna sound awesome. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, the only the only person that I've seen escorted around Disneyland when I was living there was Edward James Olmos was being escorted around Disneyland. That was my Edward James Olmos. <laughs> no, that's pretty, that's, that's pretty good, right? Come on. Yeah, I was pretty, I, I, yeah. yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was I, the I, best I ever heard. Yeah, the best one? It's best, the best one ever. <laughs> but we've Thus digressed. I digress. <laughs> you digress too much, man. <laughs> yeah, so anyways, hooray for concerts. Hooray for doing yes. that back. Um, our pal Yay. Drew Floppy is constantly posting. He's on the road oh, doing yeah. all that. Um, the Smashing Pumpkins are coming back. They're doing a big tour. Super exciting. They're going to be here. Duran Duran is coming to Columbus. What? Duran Duran is coming to Columbus. Wow. I heard one of their old hit With songs. With who? Uh, it's part of this like three-day uh, festival. Wow. I got to hear Ordinary World, man. That's my favorite song from them. 
That's, yeah. a, yeah, that's, that's a good that's one. A great one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's get on with this because this isn't the, uh, hey, look at all these little bands that are touring again, podcast.com. Um, <laughs> yeah. So let's find yeah, out what's sorry. going on in our music world this week. We're going to start off with Tony and then we can dip into Mikey's world. Is there a podcast that does that? Dip into Tony? No, no, no. Oh. Old bands that are I'm, touring coming to Columbus. Shut it. Go. Uh, I want to start that. No, go. Okay. So, Todd, in my music world this week, a couple of things. Um, so, I'm collecting parts for my new Flying V project that we discussed last time. Yes. And uh, I had a pair of, um, of uh, Seymour Duncan pickups um, that were just uncovered standards. And I got a hold of my good buddy, Zach, at Brandonwound. Yeah. And I said, Zach... Just like that, I said it. I said, Zach! Yeah. Um, I need to get uh, gold screws and gold covers on these. Can you do that? And he wrote back and said, absolutely. Nice. Absolutely. Lutely. There might have been a word in between abso and lutely, too. Mm. I'm not sure what. Okay. Um, but anyhow, he uh, I, those those showed up. I mean, God, I sent them out last week and they were here monday or tuesday or something like that so it was great he doesn't mess around man. no he doesn't so so god bless him I, I that zach's a great guy and you know if you need if you need pickups he's he's the guy to go to i would say and so. and if you need to have some things like you know goofy stuff like me that i just you know didn't have gold covers or gold screws yep he can do that too secondly um i went on and on and on episodes ago about the new rickenbacker book yes and I got the super deluxe version. Backer, awesome. Backer. that's right. I can't, I can't, I can't stop <laughs> oh, saying it that way. Tony. I'm sorry, Kenny. Um, <laughs> backer, my Rick and Backer. So I, um, um, I, I, I'm on the, uh, the feed for uh, the Phantom Publishing, which does that, uh, put out that book. And they just announced that um, you can get the paperback version. Now, I got the super deluxe Hardback in a binder kind of thing costs right. stupid money, uh, and I just, it still makes me shake my head. But it's a beautiful book. Well, if you're saying that, that that's something. It's it's expensive, but um, they just worked out a deal with Amazon, so now you can get it free shipping because these are all were printed and are distributed in the UK, and so shipping from the UK is expensive, especially yeah. on a big heavy book. For sure. So they have the soft bound, uh, soft cover books available through Amazon uh, for forty seven fifty and free shipping. Wow, which is a great deal. And it's a beautiful book. And actually, for purposes of, you know, if I'm doing my research, whether it be at my computer or in other rooms of the house, uh, this is a much more convenient and easier to flip around book. But it's a beautiful, beautiful book. If you love, if, even if you just like Rick and Backers, um, this, or want to, or want to or broaden want to, your horizons. I mean, this. I mean, it's beautiful. It is a beautiful, beautiful, full color photography. I just, I mean, I can't get enough of it. And uh, so there's there's my plug. And well, I and I did pay my forty seven fifty. Yeah. So I got it there. That's but, great. Um, but well, maybe we should talk to the uh, people who put that together. Well, we're to, we're in we're in discussions. Okay, that's my great. people are talking to their people. I love that. Thank you, Tony. Okay, Mikey, how about yourself? Ah, my guitar world. Uh, I've been purging a lot of my gear, dude. Really? Mm. Yes. Yeah. I uh, 
I noticed that I've been just sitting on like a lot of pedals and amps that I haven't been playing too much. Like, I, I, yeah. And, uh, and I've been kind of just, I, yeah, I like to have one single guitar that I mainly play along with one single amp that I mainly play. So I've been just purging a bunch of my gear. I didn't know you had any kinda. other guitars or amps. Yeah, dude, I got tons of <laughs> other guitars that has, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just been kind of throwing a bunch of stuff. Uh, my reverb uh, shop has been popping, I will say, and uh, just been trying to get clear out a bunch of gear. But uh, aside from that, digging through a bunch of this I, I, gear that I got, I, or that I'm swimming through, um, I, I started kind of re. I don't know, breathing some new life into a couple of my older amps oh. and uh, kind of just tuning them up. Uh, some of them haven't been fired up since, geez, before I, uh, since 2019, I think, or something, three years. Some of them have been fired up. Um, and one that we were talking about before we started this podcast was the uh, the Princeton. Oh yeah, um, six, yeah, 68 Princeton. I used to, it was the one that I would take all uh, to all the guitar shows. Yeah. Yep. And stuff, and uh, yeah, and fortunately enough, uh, I I bought a '68 reissue Princeton to take in place of that one um, at the guitar show that we ended up going to. That I ended up getting to the accident. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh boy! Yeah, that that Princeton got crushed, uh, but fortunately, it wasn't uh, this one that I have here because this one's my my grand my grandfather's uh, Princeton. So boy, that was uh, foresight, right? was that yeah it's, it's seriously so anyways i just started going through and um kind of cleaning up i had a 68 basement head too that i cleaned up and so that's running perfectly fine now and then the princeton is running fine now so um yeah those kind of i've just been kind of playing straight into the amp uh it feels like for the last couple of weeks here just really kind of um focusing on more i guess playing rather than the pedal stuff yeah that's cool you know? man right on yeah 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 um a quick question when you had both of those yeah. did you feel that the reissue was like if 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 you were blindfolded and someone was a being them do you think you would have been able to tell much yeah <laughs> uh, yeah yeah i i could totally tell it's 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 definitely a coke and pepsi type of thing like i i could totally totally tell the difference um and to be honest i i think i prefer the reissue really Um, wow yeah yeah it's 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 weird uh and i know some people might say oh your amp's not set up right but but, yeah blasphemy but (laughs) i will say like the they did a great job at uh doing the reissues um because I ended up losing that 68 reissue Princeton in the accident and following the accident. Once I was able to actually get my brain straight to be able to play, uh, I went, I went out and I purchased a 68 reissue deluxe and that has been the amp, like the platform amp for all my pedal production. Uh, just because it's, it, the amount of headroom it has is perfect. And the, the frequency response is perfect. And, uh, with the 68, deluxe it has the basement uh configuration i guess in the uh, in one of the, one of the channels but um yeah i could totally tell the difference for sure keep an eye on your input voltage 
Oh, yeah. We talked about that in the last episode on the yes. Deluxes. Yeah, well, especially the reissues. Yeah, well, hit. Mm, okay. Because the Deluxes are very susceptible if you have too much voltage going in. Yeah. Yeah. The plate voltage goes astronomically high. Yes. Well, and I, and what I've what I've seen on some of those that they do run those pretty hot. Um, so yeah, no, that makes sense. Excellent. Just a recap from our last episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Well, and and uh, so just briefly, so that you have yeah. some idea of what we were talking about. We were just talking about uh, voltage regulation, like if you're out at a gig, and things yeah. that you can do to uh, maintain that in, in the event that you either have a valuable old amp that doesn't have, you know, I guess standardized voltage, or if you're playing at clubs that are just wackadoodle and their ele- their electrical is all, you know, mm-hmm. jacked. All right, Jared, how about yourself? Uh, yeah, so not this past weekend, but the weekend before, I had one of my best buds come down to Nashville and stay with me. Who's that? Uh, Todd. And Todd we went who? To- oh, shut it. Let him tell the story. <laughs> Todd Novak of the Valentinos? Yeah. Oh, so- that one. <laughs> and-, and the guitar knobs? Wow. So he came down. Uh, Todd, Todd came down and and uh, and stayed and and he was a gracious man and and uh, let us ride in his car down to Franklin, Tennessee, to the Nashville Guitar Show. And yeah. nice. I gotta say, man, I have never seen as many valuable vintage instruments in one place as I saw here in Nashville. Hmm. Um, they were. There were some really nice collections, and for me, as a fan of vintage guitars, uh, I was I was impressed and happy. And even what what was even better was uh, when you walk in, you immediately see people you know. So since I got out of Brandon Wound and, and moved here and, and went to Gibson, you know, I I have not been talking to any of these people. In much of a capacity at all because of I'm just Gibson now. I don't, you know, I don't deal with customers or dealers or anybody. So it was, it was really, really great to connect with the old friends of the industry again. And, uh, yeah. And hanging out with Todd and, and, uh, my boss, Jason, and he came to the show and we kind of walked around a little bit. And nice. When we got there, Todd was gone. I mean, he had his, Todd has this agenda he does. I think I think he scopes out everything that's there. Mm-hmm. And like like explain your agenda, Todd. Well, if we you don't mind. We, we touched a little bit about this on on the on the last episode. Um, Jared wasn't able to be with us. Oh my apologies. Was, no, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. But I I will I will just briefly say that I I try to go in and just buzz all the tables for does, weird. Or unusual, or you know, whatever kind of pedals that you know, just because it's fun and it's something that, like, I can't. I'm not going to go in and and buy an expensive guitar. I just I don't have the capital to do that. I'm not that. That's not where I'm at. Um, I, I'm if I find if I see something that is a great deal or something, then I you know I, I can try to do that. But uh, so I do look for the weird kind of stuff that I that I could probably afford and 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 get out of there with, um, and 
So I, I start there. I go, I do that. And then, then I go back again and I start looking at other smalls. Mm-hmm. And then I start looking at weird guitars that are hidden in the corners and stuff that aren't, you know, they're, you know, yeah, no one's flame attention. top, bazinga 25 grand, you know, <laughs> stuff. And then I started looking around at, at guitar related things like, you know, albums and weird memorabilia stuff. And yeah, that's it. Speaking of which, I found two really cool um, pieces, uh, Gibson pieces that I bought, one for myself and, well, actually one for the uh, Volt at Gibson and one for uh, a friend at Gibson. And, and I knew he could use those two parts because he has a perfect guitar for him. But there's these two old, really old 70s uh, versions of these uh, strap locks. And these two little tiny strap locks are in these, you know, big boxes that are big enough to hold pickups. Well, you know how big strap locks are. Or strap buttons, not locks. I'm sorry, strap buttons. They're very small. I mean, they're tiny. They're not even a half inch in diameter. They're like three eighths, or depending on what brand. But <laughs> they're small. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm really going after that. But anyway, we're getting I, into an after school special of uh, I know. fractions. <laughs> Fun with I, fractions. I, I can't stop explaining the size of these strap buttons. Very tiny. <laughs> Really cool, really cool, cool, cool boxes. And I bought these things just for the boxes. I didn't really care what was in them. But uh, I felt like that was a great score. Yeah, it, uh, it so was just, good it memorabilia. Really, yeah. Did did you point those out, Todd? No, I didn't, Jared. But I did put them in my bag. <laughs> Somebody pointed them out. Yeah, I did I not. My boss did. I think. I think Jason did. Yeah. So it was a good time. Good time. We uh, ran really into Coach Schneider and Brian Nutter, which was really cool. That's mm-hmm. nice. A lot Former of good guests people. and good, good friends. Guys. How about too many yeah. people to mention? Our little friend uh, Zach Burles was he there? Uh, no. No. I did, I, at really? least we didn't see him. Okay. Yeah, I didn't see Zach there. Yeah. Eh. So anyway, what's up with you, Todd? Well, um, I actually my guitar week is split up into two. Th- what? Why are you pointing at things? My we already did, Mike. Mikey. Did we? Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. How deep yeah. are you into that Manhattan jug here, buddy? Oh, that's right. That's right. I'm sorry, Mike. I, 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 I'm, here I am trying to yeah. keep Snod Todd Deluxe, and I'm over voltage. Yeah. <laughs> I so, remember. So, anyways, I had uh, I had two things that happened. So I got my um, Sound City Concord back. Ah, yes. From Rob, who Chiffin. made it from a, you know, hey, you could either just leave this on the street. Or you could make it better. And I chose to make it better because it is kind of a unicorn. Mm-hmm. I still haven't seen even a picture out in the wild of the amp that I have. And yeah. uh, all I've seen is black Tolex. This is a this was a blonde at one time. It's like a butterscotch now. Mm. Um so it's I'm like, you know what? It I'm just gonna I'm just gonna make it so it's works and, and makes sound and, and so how does not it gonna, sound? It sounds it's it's like a um it's not warm. It's I mean it's kind of I guess it's kind of fendery except it's more straight than that. It's it's almost like it's hard to explain. Hmm. It's not like an amp that I've I don't Is it clean? I mean Yeah, oh, it it has clean, but w- what's cool is it's got it's got two channels. So it's actually it's got uh, 
it's a two-channel amp, but there's dual inputs for both. There's a low and a high okay. for each of the channels. Mm-hmm. And each, you know, the low and the, the high, it, when I, I wasn't going to go into it because I was like, well, I mean, the low sounds pretty good, and what's the high going to be, really? And I plugged in, and I was like, oh, hello. And all of a sudden, I was getting into breakup territory, and Ooh. that was really, that, that was cool. And then there's this thing called a sensitivity switch on the back, <clears throat> which basically it turns it into like uh, from a four cylinder engine to an eight cylinder engine, like immediately. And I'm like, wow, there was a lot of, a lot of oomph coming out Mm. of that amp. Um, and I found that to be interesting because the speakers, which are original Mm -hmm. speakers, there's a 50 year old speakers in there. Yeah. Fanes. Fanes. And, uh, the square ones before they went all circled on them. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I was worried. I was like, man, I don't know if this is going to be, the speakers are going to be handled. Totally handled it. I, so I was like, that was really cool. So now I'm just tweaking around, just trying to get it, like, you know, where's the good, where's the sound that I like on it and everything. I'm going to do a demo on it, probably yeah. here at John's, because it deserves it. You know, this one, this one somehow survived. And um, it's got all the original working stuff on it. It's original tubes. Everything wow. is pretty much original on it, except for the power cord. What's your uh, what's your main go to app? Right now, so I I was doing the Supro for a long long time. Um, I do remember that. And uh, but now I've been playing this Marshall Origin Fifty, which I'm okay. really liking, and um, is incredibly versatile for what I'm what I'm doing. I think it helped me yep. uh, get close a little bit closer to my sound with a little less manipulation. I'll give you 50 bucks okay. for the Supro. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, no, I still love the Supro. It's just, uh, this is where I'm at right now with it. So um, anyway, so that was one thing. And uh, so I'm excited about that. I'm going to try to make as much content as I can about it because virtually none exists out there no, in the world. No, there's just a handful of photographs. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the other thing, which was really neato, is my drummer sent me a text last night. And he said, dude, you're not going to believe this. I just got off the plane. I'm like, that doesn't sound very exciting. So I'm standing in the middle of the airport, and our song, Bring Me the Night, <laughs> is playing <laughs> over what? the PA in the airport. And I was like, what? That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I was, that was, like, really cool. And he's like, this is such a surreal moment. I, I can't believe it. And... um so I was just trying to think of like, what would it be like when you, after a long, long trip, you walk off and then you hear your own song and, you know, we've, we've been played on the radio a couple of times, um, which is super neat. Um, but it, I think it was a different that's, thing. That's, strange that's and exciting. wonderful. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was exciting and strange and wonderful. So, um, very cool. Oh, congrats, congrats, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Anyhow, so uh, let's get on with this. Um, that's all four of us. Tony, just in case you were uh, checking. Wait, I didn't say what was going on in my <laughs> yeah. music world this week. Yes, I, I think <laughs> I think the Luxardo cherries spoke for you. Um, uh, anyways, <laughs> um, we're we're going to forego uh, the the uh, four on the floor because Mike Trombley, who did his four on the floor already, has already stated he is a man of. Uh, you know, consistency, consistency and, and, um, doesn't, uh, rigidity hasn't hasn't changed anything at all. (laughs) So we're going to forego that. Okay. So we have as our guest, former co-host, 
And well, actually, a, a lot of former things. You were a former bachelor. You were a former um, owner of Red House Electronics, uh, which then became Native Audio, which I think that was a really smart move. We've talked about that before because when you first came on, uh, you were on episode number 38. So if everybody's yes. trying to go like, well, I want to hear the first one that he was on. Wow, it was episode number 38. Yeah, OD. And uh, he was also, and that was as owner of the Red House Electronics and then came on as 120, uh, episode 122 as the owner of Native Audio. Um, and we kind of spotted him just... Like we get most of the other people, I was like, "What's this on, on the Instagram?" And then I was like, "What? This dude's here in He's Ohio. In Let's Ohio. talk to him." So yeah, it, it, that's how it all started. Um, and Mike has a uh, he has a profound understanding of electronics. He's got a lot of letters in capitals, following all of his degrees and knowledge isms boo um, yeah so uh, mike tell can you elaborate a little bit on on the education side and your knowledge base yeah on the education side um i do have i have a bachelor's of science in electrical engineering and a master's of science in electrical engineering so uh i've got a couple of years under my belt of all things electronics yeah he nice. was he was like ditching out on our shows to go study whatever <laughs> oh yeah that's that's right i think i was in yeah i was doing my master's at the I time i think you were yeah yeah oh my gosh yeah that's right indeed indeed <laughs> and then you left uh school um, you got picked up right away by by some by a pretty good gig yeah you want to explain what that is for the <laughs> you want me to explain the, the yeah, explain yeah that. uh yeah i don't know how depth i can go into that but i was working for a a large entity, I guess, uh, doing, uh, <laughs> electronics for them working uh -huh. as electronics engineer. Um, and it was, it was an all right gig, but, uh, dude, I just love the music stuff and, yeah. uh, was still kind of hustling on the side with the native audio stuff. Well, and one of the things about your products that I think caught a lot of people's attention really, really early on is, um, you were, I think, I could be stepping on a lot of toes here, but there weren't a ton of people outside of some of the bigger dogs like Strymon um, and Chase Bliss who were doing really solid DSP-based uh, engineering, correct? Yeah, you're actually right. Uh, because when I originally started doing some of the stuff, uh, I was trying to go on the market and look for the the first product to behind that was the heat wave which is now the rising sun which i think you want to name the sonora <laughs> <laughs> if, if i'm correct it is the sonora <laughs> the, the sonora which to yeah todd today is still going to be the sonora <laughs> anyways the sonora was the second pedal in the red house electronics line and uh, that had the tap and ramp features which tap tremolo at the time was something that really wasn't common in the the industry. So um, I, and if it was, it didn't have the functionality that I really wanted out of it. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just go home and program my own and kind of create my own. And um, that's kind of from that, the rest of the product line has kind of developed from that 
intuitive kind of feature set. Yeah. Well, and I was, I was just so impressed with that, especially, you know, getting out to your house and it's, you know, it's always weird when you go like, Oh, I wonder what this workshop is like and everything. Cause you've got, oh, yeah. you got an incredibly intelligent dude making pedals that, I mean, the amount of stuff that you're able to cram into a pedal, uh, is, is pretty remarkable. And to do, you, you have focused on your efficiencies with, in a single format. You, you haven't really deviated from that format, two buttons, uh, two foot switches and the same, uh, pedal enclosure. So exactly. You, you said how, how much can I do, but what is, I don't want to do too much, but I want to make sure that I'm, I'm providing enough for someone to really sculpt sound out of each of your pedals. And I had this, you know, I don't, you, you, I don't know that I had an idea, but when I got to your house and saw, like, first of all, Mike's really tall and lanky. And it was it like this, this desk that he probably got when he was 13. And, uh, and this tiny, like sad little desk lamp that maybe had like a 35 watt bulb in it. And I'm like, Oh my God, what are you doing? What is this? This is your entire operation is right here. And you had yeah. to kind of like inch around the bed because it was so close to the window. He's like, yeah, and there's my amp. And I'm like, where do you play it? And it was just, it was, I was impressed that you're like, I don't need a workshop. I don't, I do it here. This is the thing. And I was like, dang man, you're a resourceful dude. It, it's changed since then. Yeah, yeah. well, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Um, no, of course, man. But yeah, you you have made the most of everything that you're able to do, and whether that yep. is in the space that you're in, or the people that you're associated with, or the uh, the the knowledge that's at your fingertips, and corralling those things and giving yourself your own parameters, which I think is tough for a lot of especially beginning builders to do it's it's difficult to 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 kind of understand if i create a vision if i have a vision if i've got a roadmap what is it and is that something that i should be aware of now or do you just get in and just start swimming and you seem to have had a an understanding of of foresight and and a little bit more planning uh, when it came to that is that accurate yeah i i think originally it was kind of this thing where i i knew it was something that i wanted to do um and so just like you said just kind of started doing it and um that's kind of where the name red house electronics started but then i guess personality wise and we and you know our previous conversations you can pick up i'm kind of a person that really enjoys like i was t- telling you that i was purging out a bunch of my gear i really enjoy kind of minimalism mm-hmm. um just as a lifestyle i i less is more to me uh-huh. and uh that kind of same thing that kind of flows through my blood it's kind of the same thing that when it comes to designing i kind of incorporate that and you know there's uh and Todd, I don't know if you know this guy, but his name's uh, Seth Godin. Yeah, is a yeah Seth Godin. He does marketing, right? Yep. And, yep. Which is right sort down of your a marketing line, guru guy. Yeah, marketing guru. Very very interesting because 
uh, the way he approaches marketing is not from a typical standpoint that you would have done marketing in the 70s or the 80s. But because of the development of the Internet, there's just a wide – everybody has access to everything now. Yep. And to be able to stand above the noise, you have to have something that's unique to yourself. Yeah, and um, in a couple of his books, uh, all marketers are liars. Uh, this is marketing. A couple of those books, really great books. But what he kind of talks about is try to find, I guess, the corner where your brand sits, and kind of dive into that fully. Mm-hmm. And really, that's kind of what Native Audio has done in the last couple of years. I've kind of done it without that, but then after reading that book, I'm like. Holy crap, I need to hit on it more. And so uh, I guess where Native Audio really strives and really kind of pops out is, one, the Native culture that we share. Yeah, explain that brand. a little bit. Just give just give it – I mean, I know you've done two episodes of this. So, okay, whatever. But uh, yeah, yeah. touch on that again. No, no, of course. Uh, so, so really quick, just two things that really kind of pop out with Native Audio is, one, Native American, two – uh, less is more. Mm-hmm. And, uh, for the native American side of it, my background, I'm Blackfeet. I was born and raised on the Blackfeet reservation. And, uh, and then, yeah, that's, I, that's my heritage is Blackfeet. And so what I try to do, and this is kind of like what the brand and native audio is about, is it's about, because as musicians, we also share stories, right? Yeah. When we play when we play songs, what we're doing is we're sharing a story that we wrote with music. And so Native Audio kind of our entire purpose is to kind of help other musicians share their story through sound. And um one of the the biggest ways we try to do that is just to make it easier for you to share your story. And uh the brand itself is all about sharing stories. Each product in itself has a specific logo, a specific design and name that is special to that one product. And each of those logos or those graphics share a story. And um, that's kind of one of the really cool things about Native Audio is we're kind of sharing our culture through the products and uh, really just spreading awareness because it's Native American culture is not covered too much through uh, just general education. So we kind of uh, take a moment in the industry to kind of share a little bit about the culture ourselves. Yeah. Solid you know? stuff, man. Um, yeah, I think yeah. One thing that's interesting is you hearing, is sorry, is, is hearing you say less is more, where mm-hmm. whenever, you know, whenever we were hanging out or I remember getting into a, a very lively conversation in Chicago uh, yeah, and I'm like, why are you trying? Why are you putting so much stuff into one pedal? I can't. Yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And and I and that was one of those things that I think is like I understand the less is more concept. Yep. That you are working with, but within the pedals that you are doing, you are uh, maybe in my opinion, it's sort of like. Um, right is more, not, not necessarily less because your, your pedals are loaded with the right amount of things. 
but they're yeah, not sparse. And, and, and the reason I'm drawing that distinction is because it's not like you get a pedal and it kind of just does one thing only. It, it doesn't do that. You have created a, a, a way to for anybody to get in and really have a, a pretty good range of options for your own dynamics. Yeah, and I guess um, something that we could kind of hit on is, so less is more, you can kind of almost say that from like a functionality standpoint. Yes. Um, for example, uh, you know, our Ghost Ridge reverb, two knobs, two switches, it's a multi-reverb with presets. Um, where a couple others in the industry have products that go from preset zero to 200 and right. You know, something, uh, from a functionality standpoint, what we try to do is really take something and give it like, give the musician something that they can work with, like at say like at rehearsal, they can dial in a sound and then they got their sound. So that way, then when it comes to the live situation, they can easily pull it up. And so I guess less is more when I say that I, I don't necessarily mean like, you know knobs and stuff but more of like a functionality standpoint yeah yeah um and and you know to be honest um we we just did this with one of our most recent products it's it's not the sonora but the the rising sun v2 (laughs) um (laughs) the rising sun v2 what we actually did with that one is that one kind of got a refresh uh we ended up removing uh we actually removed the external control on it. Uh, we removed some of the secondary functions. So that way we actually kind of took some of the stuff that was hiding in the back and we kind of moved it to the front. Um, and I, I, yeah, I think going forward, uh, we're definitely looking every single product that we do release. We're trying to figure out, Hey, what's, what's the best way we can, um, simplify this, mm-hmm. I would say, um, you know, cause there's this, there's a quote that, uh, Albert Einstein had was like, the genius is making the complex simple. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I think that's so, I think that's so key when it comes to the live musician is yeah. because I, I, you know how it is Todd, um, you can't, you can't sit there for hours tweaking and twiddling and whatever else, you know, verb you want to use, you know, as musicians, Jared, give us a verb, Jared, give us a verb, Jared. Yeah. Jared, give us a verb. I don't tweaking and twiddling, (laughs) tweaking and twiddling (laughs) and what? Tweaking and twiddling, fiddling, faddle, fiddle, faddling, fiddle, faddling. Thank you, Jared. Perfect. When you're fiddling, faddling. But we don't, we as musicians, as live performing musicians, don't have that time to be able to go and uh, go from preset two to 46, right? right? And so native audio is about shortening the path between A to B uh, for the musician. So um, any way we could do that, uh, that's what we're trying to shoot for. And, you know, it's, it's a learning experience. And I think after each design, we kind of learn a little bit more about ourselves and uh, that's that's the really cool thing about native audio is we're constantly uh, reflecting and seeing where we can improve as designers as musicians um but yeah right. yeah it's, it's it's been crazy <laughs> well what, one of the things i want to touch on this really quick and it goes to your build we mentioned dsp earlier would you mind for anybody that may not be familiar with dsp would you mind just briefly explaining that 
Yeah. So DSP is digital signal processing. And um, there's two methods there. Well, there's, there's different methods of being able to take the guitar signal or the instrument signal and kind of tweaking it and play it, tweaking it, flipping it, flabbing it and uh, making some sort of different outcome. Right. Mm-hmm. It's kind of think of that like you have a black box, you have something that comes in, you have something that comes out. And uh, with that black box, what you're doing, you can have DSP or you can have analog technology. And uh, DSP, digital signal processing, you're basically taking a computer and you're changing the way that signal uh, is affected. And, yeah. um, you yeah. know, a, a lot of DSP stuff, you you can see delays, reverbs, uh, just, yeah, go down the line. So one of the reasons that I bring up the whole DSP thing and, and some of the things that I was uh, curious about with Mike's early build is that in the middle of everybody, I think, basing a lot of their value or worth as a builder in in hand populating or, you know, hand soldering every single little part in there, Mike was like doing DSP and surface mount and that was there weren't a lot of boutique builders doing that at the time um and you just went for it now you also have some you know your your background and your education allows you probably to come to that conclusion a little bit sooner than a lot of other builders who are are just kind of fighting their way through it but a key element in that is that those um those efficiencies do help out with controlling variances and potential uh, part failures, right? Yeah, no, that that's, yeah, you perfectly answered it. And just to give you a little bit of uh, like an example of that is, so we have one of our, one of our products, we have the midnight phaser and the midnight phaser uses JFET, technology which is analog technology to be able to get the phasing sound mm-hmm. uh, and we could have used a dsp chip to make the phasing sound but we didn't uh, and that's just a little bit on us because we wanted to kind of that's just our angle we wanted to do with that product is mm-hmm. we just wanted to make it analog uh, but it's digitally controlled and but here's the frustration with that product so that product probably has, I would say, almost a hundred components in it, mm-hmm. and four of those components are JFETs that we uh, at the shop individually. So we, we get a huge, we get a huge roll of a thousand plus transistors, and we literally, I kid you not, go one by one, and actually we have a, we have a a little tool I built that measures the specific voltage or the, the specific electrical characteristics of these JFETs. And so like literally one by one, we group them together and okay, that, that has a value of 0.8. Okay. Let, that goes on a 0.8 group. Mm-hmm. And so we actually go one by one of these thousands of JFETs and group them up in fours. And, uh, it takes, it, it takes some time, but, uh, that, that's kind of, that's kind of the thing that you deal with when you when you go with analog versus digital is where you could have something where it's code being written. This is a little bit more time consuming. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. the difference. Yeah. Well, and it correct me again. Correct me if I'm yeah. right at any point in time, but um, it I think 
from what I know about what you're doing is anytime that you are uh, creating tone or you're, yeah. you're trying to establish tone, you tend to lean on analog stuff for that, but you're going to digital for controlling that tone or developing modulation. Yeah. That's that's basically yeah what we're doing. Dang, man, I'm on uh, a roll tonight, dude, baby. You are Woo. you are on a roll. So and and I guess that's where uh, having the digital control allows you to have because this is this is all code I could just sit down and write. Like if if I want my tremolo to go a little bit faster, then I can just type in and change a line of code. And then if I want it to go even slower, I could just go in and type in and and now it's going even slower. Whereas if it was, if it was in the, the analog world and I was having it controlled analog through analog, through an analog system, then I would be limited to kind of what the values of those components could right. uh, work, you know? Right. So, um, yeah, but you're, you're but like cloudy with yeah. a chance of meatballs, except with pedals. Very cloudy. Very cloudy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, yeah. Uh, so, so we've established where you've been, where you're from, why you can do yes. the things you can do, the wizardry that you call native audio. Um, I, I know that you've got something cooking that you're very, very excited about, as are we. Yeah, very excited. Do you want me to share? No, that, that's nope. I just wanted to put End that out episode. there. Good night. <laughs> oh, yes. Bye. Tell the world, <laughs> okay. man. Yeah. Say it, okay. man. Okay, so before I go into this, let me preface a little bit about the company and the product lines and kind of where we're going as far as a company. Sounds good. Um, so earlier when we, we made the transition from Red House to Native, uh, we kind of – the the market and even today the market's really heavy with overdrive distortion fuzz right yes I well love it. i know i love it too and uh which is perfect everybody kind of has their own taste but where we kind of wanted to kind of get an upper hand um and you kind of shared a little bit on this is is we had native audio had a lot of knowledge in the digital area as far as control and um, we had a lot of we built a lot of analog circuits that were digitally controlled, all this other mess. But we kind of really stuck in the pocket of modulation. We had the tremolo, then we came out with the ghost ridge reverb, and then we came out with the wilderness delay. So we're kind of hanging around like modulation area. Then last year, uh, May, we re- we released our first overdrive pedal that was in the product line. And, um, as, it, as native audio, not red house. Cause I remember you had the mint. So, so as red house, we, as red house and kind of native audio, we actually had, uh, the mint drive Eagle feather and running wolf. Right. And, uh, those pedals, I completely dropped out of line because I was like, Nope, this is, we're going to, we're going to strive or we're going to be like, we're going to focus on exactly what we know how to do and where we can kind of separate ourselves from the noise and uh, that and so we kind of focus on the modulation stuff well then come down the line uh, we kept on getting requests hey overdrive 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 fuzz fuzz yes and yes. uh yeah and so we we ended up releasing uh 
on the last year, May, we, so 2021, May, we released the, the Kiao. And uh, Kiao is Blackfeet for bear. Mm. Um, really, really cool pedal. It's, yeah, I, it, it's a sick pedal. It's, it, it's really, it's, it's personally something that, and I, I'm probably selfish when I come to doing a lot of these designs, but it's like sound that I'm looking for in an overdrive or sound I'm looking for in a reverb or sound I'm personally looking for in a delay. Right. Well, that's uh, as and, it should and, be. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And since, and the really cool thing is since I've, Native Audio has grown, and we were able to add another team member, Micah, to the team. Uh, I'm now being able to get his input on a lot of these products, which his ridiculously has some crazy knowledge on all things pedal, all things gear. But uh, we released the Kiao Overdrive, and that was halfway through the year when we did that release, and we ended up closing out the year with the Kiao being our number one seller wow. for the entire year. That's great. Insane. Man. Crazy. Just it, it blew our mind. And uh, so going forward. Uh, so you well, sold all then, 24 of them? <laughs> so it sold all 24 of them to my mom and dad. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. All, all my, I had all my family members. Door to uh, door. Would him. you sponsor <laughs> yes. my pedal build? We just saw it here. Please, would you buy this? So, uh, yeah. So, so we ended the year with, with the Kiao being our best seller. And uh, going forward, we're like, whole, holy crap. Uh, people do. Uh, there's something, and I, I, I think it's there's something with a brand coming out with something specific. You know, certain like, you know, Nike, Nike releases a water bottle and somebody's like, I love Nike shoes. I want a Nike water bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's branding. So there's, 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 yeah, branding out of, you know, um, so native audio, this is overdrive. We had a phenomenal response because a lot of people that were carrying the ghost Ridge, carrying the wilderness, they were able to throw this on their board too. So killer response. Now that we sit back. That, that oh, pedal, is that a full digital pedal or is it uh, digital controlled analog? Uh, no, so it's actually, yeah, it's it's analog. Okay. Um, it, it actually does feature a switching method, which like allows it to be turned on momentary or latch. So if you press it, it turns on like a normal pedal. Okay. Right? Uh, or if you hold your foot on the foot switch, it'll come on as long as you're holding your foot down on the foot switch and then you can let go so like say like Ooh. you you're in the middle of a song and you have a lick that you play for like two seconds you can actually hold your foot on that foot uh foot switch and play for that two seconds and then let go and then the pedal's off mm-hmm. uh, so it's you're it's reading it's my respons- mind man <laughs> yes yes it's responsive to uh i guess how long you're holding not holding your foot on the foot switch it's pretty handy but yeah very handy so going forward we sit back and um, we're sitting on a pile of, and I, there's probably tons of other companies that are like this, but we're sitting on a pile of ideas, tons of ideas, like ideas that like, I wish tomorrow, if I had the funds, I would just go and buy all the boards for these, buy all the enclosures and get these done. Right. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but we can't. <laughs> so we go, we sit down. Okay. What, 
should we come out with next? And so we're, we're sitting on a couple releases for the rest of this year that we're uh, going to be kicking out here. But the first in line is something that we kind of are, uh, it's, it's kind of continuing the story that the uh, Kyle laid down and uh, what we're releasing here on the 22nd. So this is a guitar knobs exclusive ooh. is, ooh, and we're releasing the, it's called the war party and um, the war party. It, you have my attention. Just, <laughs> yes. Yes. So you hear war party, you, it, it, it automatically has to be something that's mean, right? And, um, and that's exactly what it is. We took everything that we learned in the Kiyo, um, and we actually applied that with the, a gain structure similar to, well, we actually applied that to a gain structure that could be found in the Proco rat. And, uh, we're actually, what we're doing is we're actually taking the, we're not trying to beat around the bush. We're not that we're just saying, guys, this is exactly what we did. We took, uh, we took the Proco Rats gain circuit and we took all the material, the kind of, I guess, very, very unique uh, elements of the Kiyo and applied that to the circuit. And um, what you ended up with is a rat-based circuit that seriously sounds so warm and uh, so warm and then when you turn the gain up, it doesn't get fuzzy. It doesn't get fizzy. It's just clean. Mm. And, uh, it's, and it's not clean in the sense of like a clean tone, but clean as in like, it's a very controlled distortion. Mm. I like um, that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tight as it could be. That, um, that's cool. Now, one of the things that I actually don't like and uh, you know yeah. if i'm get, if i get this wrong everybody out there for pete's sakes just be get, be gentle with me <laughs> but yeah. well, i like the sound of a rat yep. to a degree to a degree yep. I, and i yep, yep. and honestly i like the idea of the sound of the rat yeah but what i find is that i don't like the compression that i, I feel like it i get from it it starts to kind of close in and um, it doesn't, it doesn't tend to stay open on me. And I, I, I feel like tonally and I guess signal wise, it just, it becomes a little, um, over, I guess I, I, I just overly boxed in. I, I don't know how else to explain that right now, but like w when you turn the gain up. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. And the point you're making is exactly, uh, yeah, I, and and one of the other things that I don't like about that, uh, all these rap people are going to hate on me, but is I really don't feel like the rat has that much. Like I feel like there's a point where it just kind of lets off the the edge, right? Where as you turn the gain up, it's kind of like the the higher end hasn't been that fine fine-tuned mm. um at least to my ear yeah and uh and that's kind of something that we decided to do was uh we decided to go and clean up uh the the edges on that rat and uh there's a couple other really cool things that we learned while developing kio that uh, just really allowed us to kind of take a unique perspective on it i figured out what i had in my head how this translates oh yeah. tony's gonna <laughs> 
Tony, he might throw one of these glasses at me. But to me, Uh-oh. when you start ju- juicing the rat up, it's the difference yeah. between when Bon Scott lays into a vocal and when Brian Johnson yeah. lays into a vocal. Dude, where I, it, yeah, you know what I mean? For, like Bon Scott sounds yes, like a howling yeah. banshee and, and, and Johnson goes, you know, it's like, yeah, no, I don't, I don't want that. And, and that's yeah. what I get the, you know, it, it, and you can see him tightening up and he's like closing up and his greatness teeth and everything. And yeah. It's, no, that's exactly. I think, I think <laughs> I, I'm not going to throw a glass at you. I thought that was a very good like uh, comparison. Was that a good impersonation? Or analogy. Yeah. Is it an analogy? What yeah. does Edward James almost think about that impression? I think it's a very good impression. <laughs> okay. Oh man. Anyways, <laughs> so um, yeah, with the with with digital pedals, yeah. uh, you, you and I have talked about this before, but maybe our listeners would like to know. I mean, on average, what? How many lines of code? go into programming these things yeah so wait just to clarify this is not a digital pedal okay uh, we uh, dive but into yeah it. yeah but, yeah but but the other native with, audio uh with with the other native audio lines it honestly depends so and i don't want to get too nerdy with this but like with like our say our goes through reverb there's actually two different chips that each have their own instruction set so uh there's two different languages that i'm programming uh, the ghost ridge with one's like for the DSP and that has its own language, which probably is around like maybe like a hundred lines of code, hmm. hundred plus, but the other language, which does all the inputs. So you click a switch, you hold the switch, you flip, you know, turn a knob or whatever. Uh, that's the thing that it's, it's called the microcontroller. And what that's doing is it's controlling the entire system. It's the heart the ears it's the eyes and that uh probably has about a 1600 1600 lines of code wow. i would say yeah yeah that's crazy so there's a lot it's not like you just it's get a the chip and say hey do the thing and it does it there's, no, a, lot exactly. of, there's a lot of work and I, w- the reason that we're calling that out is just yeah there is um I think we need to appreciate. Yeah, it's not like these things come pre-programmed. You no, actually have to no. sit down and figure out what the chip is going to do, or and the controllers are going to do, yeah. and, and everything like that. So yeah. there is there is a lot of work that that goes into this, yeah. and a lot of thought, probably more than work. Yes. Yes. One more thing of that uh, war party. Yeah. yeah. And also with the Kiyo, this is something that we kind of hit on with both of those. Uh, is like we, of course, there's never going to be an overdrive. There's never going to be a distortion, a fuzz that's going to be the end all, right? Right. That's why um, we need them all. It's it's that's why we need them all. Uh, but there is something to be said of like a pedal that has a wide range of use. Like this overdrive, I can use it for song one, two, three, and four, not mm-hmm. just song one. Yeah. Right. Right. And that's kind of where we approach these designs is like where I don't want this being the one trick pony like that. That would be ridiculous. And so with this, with the Kiyo and with with the war party, a lot of uh, design consideration has been put into this where these products, they respond to your volume. Right. Uh-huh. So like not only is it just the pedal, but it's also the guitar that's changing it. And then also, of course, the the amp. Mm. But um, yeah, it's, it's been really fun just playing around and I guess designing 
kind of taking a break from the modulation stuff and really just focusing on this overdrive stuff. Killer. Uh, and seeing where we could, you know, shake the industry. Yeah, it's a lot of me sitting at a desk, flipping a switch and going. Hopefully ah, a bigger I, desk, a taller that, desk that, now with better lighting. Uh, Todd, I think you'd be disappointed. Actually, <laughs> I, have a, I, have, I actually have a, I have a smaller desk. No, you do like, not. Yeah, a smaller desk and maybe a little bit bigger monitor, but it's literally just I. My desk just has my what is it? My laptop and my monitor. Uh, yeah, is it taller <laughs> at least? Are you still hunched it's, over? I feel bad for you. No, it's it's probably not. Let's get him it's, a desk. Yeah. No, oh, I don't. I did, yeah, less is more, guys. Come yeah. On. All right. All right. Uh, so, all right. Well, yep. All you've established a TV the, tray. the what? A TV tray. That's true. <laughs> you just do that. Um, so you, you've got that big pedal coming out. We know that you yes. have a lot more, so we can be looking to Native Audio for um, some really uh, a lot, quite a few more awesome things. Yeah, very cool, man. Thank you for yeah. sharing that. Um, yeah, of course. And thank you for uh, being the dude you are. We we have a, a huge amount of love for you, buddy. Well, thank you, thank yeah. you, thank you for continuing to push the limits out there. Yeah. Um, speaking of pushing the limits, we're going to push the limits of the El Camino right now. And, and we're going to swing by Jared's house and grab him. And uh, Did you get the jump seats installed yet? He wasn't there for that. Oh, I know, but... Yeah. Did you, Todd? Oh, did I did get you them installed? get them installed? No. Uh, the local pick-your-part was out of the um, Subaru Brat jump seats. Yes. <sighs> Um, but anyways, we'll we'll keep looking, and if we uh, if we can't, then maybe we'll we'll get a replica of Mikey's Let's just put desk a couch to or a love seat there. in the back. Uh, <laughs> so Jared, get us out of here, ladies and gentlemen. The boys are here in the old El Camino, so <laughs> it's time to play a little game of Would You this week's would you rather this is one that i have come up with myself Yay! i thought about it every day okay staring off into the ceiling in some wee hour of the night so here it goes so you're at a gig with your band mm-hmm. and this millionaire comes up <laughs> with a big old roll of Hundred dollar bills. Nice. Better yet, you've got a briefcase with fifty thousand dollars in the briefcase. Okay, and he's talking to you, and he's like, "Listen, I'll give you this fifty thousand dollars if you can perform a certain style and all night long, constantly. So you have to perform a certain way all night long, and he gives you two styles to choose from because you know this is what you rather." So, would you rather perform as Chuck Berry doing the duck walk thing nonstop all night? You got to duck walk all night. All night, <laughs> like Chuck Berry. Or, <laughs> or Pete Townsend. You have to windmill playing all night long, nonstop. <laughs> you have to destroy your guitar. At the end of the show. Oh my god! But you get fifty grand if you could pull it off. Now, mind you, this is a full long night, a four set long night at the bar. 
and he's going to sit there and watch you do it. Wow. Wow, both of those are different. That's a good. That's well, well, well chosen. Check you out, man. <laughs> Went a little outside the box on that one. Yeah, no, I, I like it. I like it. Um, can I ask? Is it? Is you know? You said um, uh, for Townsend, it's windmilling and smashing stuff. But well, windmilling, and then at the very end, the grand finale. Oh. Okay, all right. Does for for the Chuck Berry thing? Does it include some of the other stuff? You know, like when he's doing the the, the splits with the guitar in the middle and all, all that business. All the stuff. Like all the, all the stuff. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> gotcha. All right, Tony. What are you doing? I don't think I could duck walk all night. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> or do the big. Between well, the legs thing. I mean, <laughs> that would what be kind a- of duck walk are we talking about, Tony? <laughs> well, because I know that you can do another, another kind of duck walk. Quack, <laughs> quack. <laughs> yeah. Um, and man, I mean, your arm would just would be sore as hell if, from windmilling all oh night. Oh, my gosh. Not to mention, your, I mean, song. you lose blood from your fingers. Yeah. Ugh. And But smashing the guitar at the end of the night is kind of fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh I'm gonna I'm gonna risk it all and 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 you know probably tear a rotator cuff and do the Pete Townsend windmill all night smash the guitar at the end of the night. Okay. That's what I'm doing. All right, all right. Jared. Uh I we used to have to do that Chuck Berry thing in the army for exercise and it it was it was not easy. So I'm, of course, I'm going to do the Pete Townsend thing. And I'm going to have to windmill, throw the guitar up in the air, and break it and throw the pieces out to the crowd. I'll make sure I bring an Epiphone or something. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Mike, how about yourself? Yeah, I think I'm going to do the Pete Townsend thing, too. I just, dude, I got long legs. And you imagine having to <laughs> do the Chuck Berry on these things. So I am shooting for the beat Townsend. Yeah. I, you know, I was leaning, I was pretty sure I was going to say the Chuck Berry thing because even when I'm playing, like I, the blood just, just jamming in my hand is not fun. That, that is something I got to try to figure out how to control better. Um, but, uh, yeah, I couldn't. That would just be, it would be hard. And I, and that's just not my, that's just not my jam. That mm. Chuck Berry's style of playing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think I would. I'm gonna go. We're gonna, we're gonna all hang out on Townsend Island. Yay! Yeah, yeah, for sure. Very good. Very good. It, they both, they're both very difficult to do all night long for four hours. You're, you're gonna get hurt physically. Sure. <laughs> yes, you are gonna get hurt physically for sure. Fifty thousand dollars on. Hospital bills. Yeah. 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 Physical therapy. Yeah. Well, that was a good one, Jared. Thank you for that. Good thinking, Jared. And if if any of you out there have the would you rather you'd like us to to handle for you, please uh, send it our way, okay? We're going to get to that in just a second. Before we do that, Tony's got some very kind people to thank. We all have some people to thank. Yes. But it's channeled through me. Yes. So, you know, Todd, at this point of the show, there's a very special group of people that we love to thank. These are our executive producers. Not just any producers, executive producers. 
Now, there might be a few folks wondering out there, just what is an executive producer? And probably more importantly, at least from our angle, is how do I become one? Very simple. Go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Check out a couple different levels in which you can participate, become a, a patron, a sponsor of this very podcast. Uh, each level comes with some really great thank you gifts. Um, but, you know, there's one thing more as an executive producer that you get. And Mike, what is that? You get to have your name read on the thing. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> see it's not all about ones and zeros you get your name right on the thing no. yep 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 yeah the thing so special thanks oh wait what Stop. i wanted to, i wanted to let let you know what we are adding uh these uh honey pick <gasps> honey picks, picks to for for both the executive producers and the grand poobahs so he, uh, yeah, Rick Calhoun designed some special honey picks just for us. Oh, nice! And uh, those are all handmade, and uh, we're, we're so we're going to do that, and uh, and also um, tour gear patch cables. Holy moly! Yeah, or wow. cable. I should say cable. We have a <laughs> cable. limit on what we can do here. Yeah, but still, <laughs> you get to you get to try that out. Well, on Very that well. note, how about a special thanks to these executive producers? Yes. Honey picks and tour gear design cables included, I think. Yeah. Okay. That's what you just said. I, yeah. Okay. What? Moon guitars. Oh. <laughs> Vader and pedals. Drew Lopez. Uh, John Helverson. Rick Calhoun. Speaking of honey picks. Mm -hmm. Trevor Gunberg. Elad Mizrahi. Jason Rausch. Mike D. Richard Kendall. Mark Garten, Matt Hart, James White, Justin Jones, Anthony Gemalero, Bill Gola, Guitars, John Esterly, Anthony Lanthrop, Stefan Lamb, Michael Senchuk, Ken Sayers, Doug Christ, Darren Gregory, John Anglin, Tom Brazen, John Sluhan, Rusty Sneeden, Ralph Gottschalk. From wonderful audio technology. What? Yeah. David Poe, Don Kloss, Gregory Randall, and Brett Hogarth. That's right. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you all very, Thank very much. You. This has been, yes. But wait, Todd, Todd, there's one thing more. Uh huh. We have uh, an upper echelon of executive producers. We call them our grand poobas. Correct. These grand poobas must wear a fez upon their head whilst listening to the podcast. And at the same time. And at the same time, believe it or not. So special thanks to these grand poobas. Yeah. Tommy Manasco, Ricardo Igareda, David Kaminga, Brandon Wound Pickups, Hex Matos, Michio Marakishi, Bob Crouch, Jack Cadian, Sam Jett, Tyler Rines, LSJ Music Company, John Williams, James Pennington, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys, Cody Foster, Science of Sound, Brian Robison, Jonathan Jeruzic, Corey Nigro, Michael Van Zant, Tim Nowak, Jonathan Daly, Martin Cliff, Sean S. 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 S
Eddie Serratos. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Indeed. Thank you all so much. Um, You know, we tapped on two of the pieces of the reward packages, but there are so many other things in those. Um, And, you know, we're continuing to look for the right uh, little bits and bobs to put in there. Um, Not only just to say thank you, but also that's the way that a lot of builders get their names out too. So if you're a builder out there and you're listening and um, you have something that you think would make sense to go in patron reward packages, uh, talk to us. Yep. Um, and and that, that includes, like, you know, all the little stuff, stickers and stuff. It is, like, that's a ton of fun when you get a package and it just pile, pile, a big fat pile of stickers pours out. And, um, you know, those are your brands out there. So that's what the show's about. Thank you all. All right. Mike. Where can people go to find your stuff and get your stuff when your stuff is ready to get out there? Yeah, they can head to nativeaudio.com. And, um, yeah, we got a list of all of our awesome, awesome dealers over there. Or if you want to purchase them on the website. Perfect. Perfect. Um, and you do have a great lineup of pedals that people can don't you know, It's not just the latest one. Go back and get the other ones, too. Yeah. All right, Tony, about yourself? Head over to PickGuardian.com. Check out some of the stuff I have available for sale on the website. But, you know, most of what I do, custom work. Shoot me an email. Let me know what you need, what you want to try to do, and uh, I will take good care of you. Jared, how about yourself? Find me on Instagram (laughs) somewhere. Jared.Allen.Brandon. No, that's is right. That, really, really, that's the one you landed on. That's the one. Yeah, Jared Brandon. Why not like Big Jared or something? Because I, I just want to be known as a guy, not how big I am. <laughs> yeah, come on. That's Todd. fair. That's fair. Sorry. <laughs> come on, Todd. I, I you know, I, I, that's why I had to go away from handsome Todd because <laughs> it was just it's like guys. That's enough, why. Enough. Yeah. yeah. Well, that replaced exactly. model Todd. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Foot model time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways. So uh, find me there, and if you want to ask me a question, ask me a question. Yes, yes. Or you can continue to send it through me, and we'll we'll funnel that down to Jared. Uh, you can send me an email, Todd, at theguitarnobs.com, and you can Instagram direct message me at guitarnobs. We would love to hear your four on the floor or just share what you're doing and maybe why you're listening and what you things thoughts that you have about things uh we we welcome those and we're we're always happy to hear them so thank you all all right ladies and gentlemen we're going to bid mikey trombley a fond farewell until next time and uh, we eagerly await his new pedal release mike thanks so much for coming back on the show hey thanks for having me guys i appreciate it you bet all right, everybody, have a fantastic guitar weekend. Subscribe! Oh, yeah! yeah. Well, he he's got a whole tumbler one. full of Manhattan here. Uh, like, oh, literally, geez. a whole thing. <laughs> it's a it's, water it's, bottle. It's- I got to try to crack his egg. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> I said, this one's going to win his heart. Yeah. This one. He'll finally claim me on his board. <laughs> this will be hey. Please release me. Let me go. <laughs> Why not, right? <laughs> okay. So the answer's no. Let's move on. So the answer's no, problem. Yeah. That's a that's the NAM 
metal um, swell bottle yeah. full, full of Manhattan. Yes. Uh, you got a problem with that? <laughs> no, but you might in a little bit. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's, exactly how, what that's how you get herpes. Uh, is, oh, is that how it? Yeah. <laughs> the only way you can get it. Hello, Mikey. Yo, what's up, Todd? Nothing much, man. Hey. <laughs> Oh, that's I cool. feel a little bit of puke in the back of my throat. Right <laughs> but, but, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, okay. I just had visions of like you know when, when we were like in Chicago, that like I'm in I'm in my room and and Mikey's standing over the the thing with like a pedal in each hand, going, I could just do it now and end this all. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> oh, so that is how it went. I see. Yes, yeah. that's exactly how it went. <laughs> cool. Mikey's After gotta go doo doo. <laughs> no. That, that drip. made me think of the. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking? <laughs> the toast of lemon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, this is the thought of that. See, this kills me. <laughs> oh well, oh well. Oh my gosh, I, I gotta pee so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I got a piece of that. I kept on trying to figure out, uh, maybe I'll just go, but then I don't know if they'll call me. And then I don't... <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Dude. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Before Jared flips the table over. <laughs> I could have listened to the outtakes. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs visit our website at the for all of our past episodes four on the floor blog and other good stuff you can connect with us on social too at our facebook page and share your gear and stories on our facebook group also be sure to check out our instagram at guitar knobs catch you next time